For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, this is Krillin, and this is Usopp. We have very similar voices, except my voice hurts more than this one. And you're listening to The Geek Show. Yes, we're on. Uh, Hello. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> bit of an abrupt start there. I faded out the uh, 104.5 bit. Shouldn't have done that. But oh well. Yes, welcome to the Geek Show on uh, this uh, lovely Sunday today, actually. It's actually quite a pleasant day. Yeah. Mm. How are you today, guys? Oh, I'm pretty good. Just oh. been chilling in the South Field, having some uh, nice, nice beers on a nice day. Long Island iced tea. And then you you drink all the cork and hit all the spirits at the bottom. What? what why? Spirits. What did the spirits do to you? Nothing really. It's only one Long Island iced tea. I didn't order the pitcher. The pitcher uh, I thought fun. when you said hit all the spirits, I no, thought you meant hit like all hit all the spirits. Like, like you can't the do tangible. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I was asking. What no, did they do to you? <laughs> you can feel them. Can you? Yes. You feel spirits? Liquid. Isn't that a crime? Feeling spirits? <laughs> only if they're underage. Ah... Is this like ghosts? Only <laughs> <laughs> Alcoholic ghosts. Only you make pots with the aid of gin. Yes. <laughs> they come out a bit wonky, but you know, who cares? How did we get onto that? Um, it was my fault, wasn't it? Yeah. Always my fault. <laughs> um, yes, we are joined today by Nat. How are you doing, Nat? I am very well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Nat. I am sci-fi and cult manager at OneCon with Dave, and I am an English student at Teesside University. 
This is your third year. Soon you'll escape. Yes. Yeah, you know, mm. I always get confused when people say I'm like an English student or a French student, or, and like, well, oh, well it's, it's not nationality. Like, yeah, that, that's what confuses me, though. It's kind of like sociology bombed into like political sort of ideals, and then like bam that in with some books, and then you've got an English degree. Really? Like legit. My entire first year was just some woman screaming ideology for like an hour every week. (laughs) (laughs) And a big healthy dose of feminism. Oh my God, that's every year though. I'm actually studying ideas in feminism this year. I'm a girl though, so nobody can tell me like anything's wrong. I can say what I want. That's and then not how feminism stop, works. Stop it's, boxing it's, me in with I, your I'm patriarchy. Sorry, I'm sorry, it, that, that, that is not how feminism works. If that's how feminism works, then I, then I have a carte blanche to talk about racism as much as I want. Yeah, did no one, like, did you not get the memo? <laughs> no. no, seriously. Um, no, I am actually a very serious feminism student. I will be taking it quite seriously, but not on the radio. <laughs> Please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, nobody would like. Everybody would just stop listening because that's what happened on Tumblr. Have you have you not noticed that everyone just goes, "Oh, it's Tumblr." (laughs) I stopped listening to Tumblr when it came out. (laughs) Yeah, but that's kind of what everybody did with Twitter. Like, oh, Twitter. Oh, well. (laughs) Yes, Dave is sporting a rather fetching Aperture Lab uh, Labs T-shirt today. It's not a T-shirt; it's a vest. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of appropriate wearing a vest because we are doing cogitation and Jerry action. It is a show about older people. Oh, this isn't an old person's vest. I know it's, it's not, not made of string. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was I'll, thinking. I'll go and make. Do a you know what though? Hanky, yeah? yeah, I was about to say <laughs> I, I might have a hanky going spare. Oh, <laughs> no! I reckon next his next cosplay should be that. Should be. The uh, should be the pensioner on uh, on holiday. I socks with sandals. Oh, and the four <laughs> corners tied up. Yeah, socks with sandals, string you know, vest, from Monty Python, brown cords like, rolled up to the knees. My brain hurts. <laughs> uh, Gumby. Doctor. Not cosplay, Halloween. Because that would scare people more than most things. My Halloween costume last year was supposed to be crazy rabbit lady. I was supposed to be like from the Simpsons with the crazy cat lady, but with rabbits. Because I have many pet rabbits. Did it work? No, I think I, I went as like I couldn't be bothered with I was, it. I, I, was, like, I, was I was be gonna, sewing rabbits all night. Sewing, uh, see, uh, uh, it's a good thing like the sewing. NSPC. Uh, no, yeah. Sewing, sewing. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing the NSPCA isn't listening. <laughs> I have lots of rabbits, and I was going to go as Rabbit Lady, but I didn't want to sew four. them onto my costume. I have four pet rabbits, and they're all very well taken care of. <laughs> very well. They, they, my mum prefers them to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke that's a legitimate like family isn't thing. that like the story of every parent's life yeah. <laughs> once your kids reach a certain age you prefer anything to your children no. <laughs> I, my, my mother like maintained about the same level of disdain for my, me and my hedgehog so mm. it's all good oh but Yuji was amazing I thought your hair was really nice though what <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't get me with that my hair is always beautiful <laughs> Anyway, um, we've got some news today. We do have some news in amongst all the banter. Um, They have developed the first carbon nanocomputer, which is uh, cooler and more efficient and faster than anything else on the planet at the moment. Nanomachines, son. Round about now, it can count. Yes. And that's about it. It can count and do its alphabet. I want to be a primary school teacher. That's about the level I want to teach. (laughs) (laughs) 
like a classroom full of those computers. That would yeah, be my but, dream. <laughs> a primary school teacher. What what kind of age range are we talking? Um, just key stage one, really. So like right, very early primary. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like that when was, I can read see, the uh, Elmer the Elephant and still be considered like doing yeah. my job effectively. See, <laughs> I think in teacher training, what they should teach you is the key skills that you need to teach that age. So things like how to empty wee out of a shoe, mm-hmm. how to t- <laughs> you know how to take chalk out of, out of a child's nose, <laughs> how to take um, the, how to take the lolly out of a girl's I hair. Did, I did my work experience with some uh, year two children in my uh, yeah. Home district of Easterside. I don't know if you know anything about Easterside, <laughs> but um, I was actually quite impressed with the skills that like kids at that age have because I remember being in year like year two, yeah, and like my impression of year two was like running outside, screaming. Just like there was no lessons, there were no books, there were no reading lessons. It was just like screeching at other people. I can't even remember. I don't. I don't think we had a year two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> so, so how small is a carbon nanocomputer? Uh, very small. Like, smaller than a Raspberry Pi? Uh, yes, much smaller. Much smaller. It's much smaller than uh, than the Raspberry Pi. It's... Uh, um, basically, uh, it's a team of engineers at Stanford University, and the computer itself is, is as uh, Nat said, relatively basic. Um, it's not very big, even though it looks huge but in the picture. It looks like a huge microwave oven in the picture, but the actual computer is tiny. So but what it's doing is it's proving that the principle works then. Yeah. That's the idea of it. So, like, does this mean that you could use it to, uh, you could, like, wire them together in tandem to make something that would actually, like, be, have a decent amount of processing power, or? Possibly. It's a, it's definitely a possibility, but I mean, if you do it talking about serial computers, you know, then you run into all the complications that serial computers have because right, you can't communication just communication between them and yeah, yeah, which is uh, going to slow things down by a lot. Have we got into the complications about the fact that like when you're building these nanotube computers, they look like a ball of noodles until you burn out the irrelevant ones? I, so they just look like ramen. Well, yeah, because the uh, you can't the nanotubes. Some of them just don't connect up properly. So what they do is they switch off all the ones that are incorrect, and then just burn electricity through them until the irrelevant ones vaporize. So a bit like my cooking. Yeah, essentially. So you just like like nuke the whole thing, and whatever remains is edible. You you use. Yeah, it's like uh, my boyfriend tried to cook rice. Ah. It's like whatever isn't burned to the pan, you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very familiar. Not my cooking. I used to be a cook. I'm very good at cooking. But I do know many people who can't actually boil a, boil a pan of water without burning the pan. This was rice, and it was twice in a row. So now we just don't let him boil rice. I'd hate to see what uh, he does to pasta. It's not, it's not a gender thing. Like uh, The first date I had with a girl, she made toast in the microwave for oh, me. Oh, God. That's and how was it? <laughs> I would guess it was wet. first date, so I ate it. But like, it was just sort of like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. My little brother is actually very, very good at cooking. Um, but yeah, it's just like Danny just cannot, just just cannot. It's like a physical thing for him. <laughs> no worries, people are like that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Steam Valve. 
have made a few announcements over the last uh, over the last week. They are releasing their own hardware, their own operating system, and a completely bonkers controller. I have no idea how you're supposed to use this thing. I think it's with the, it's a touchpad it's thing. It's the touchpad it? thing because yeah. it gives uh, several instead of just vibrating, it gives you several different haptic feedback. So it's like. It'll tingle, or it'll do other yeah, things. Apparently, they can be used as speakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. I actually thought it was some weird iPod docking station. That <laughs> first. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, as soon as uh, Chris isn't here, I'm going to fill his role. Oh. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the uh, there's memes about it already, where they've just taken all them films where a guy holds up a boombox. Yes. Yeah, so for his girlfriend. Oh, like say anything and, it, and stuff like that. Yeah. The steam controller. It's it's pretty terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that being uh, not so good. I have to say, the community seems pretty pumped about it, though. I mean, I know several of my little brother's friends, including my little brother, have rushed into anybody who owns an Xbox 360 controller, which would be me, a wired one, so they can launch themselves into the... Uh, oh, we might be able to get into the free trials, which of which there are about 30 people going to be selected. Yes. So they said about 300, and you have to jump through a few hoops to get them. Yeah, like, oh, God, yeah. the first one was uh, you have to prove you have controller... You have to have a controller, or you have to be able to use a controller in a game or something. And Matthew just burst into my room like, can I borrow your Xbox controller, please? And I'm like... Oh, okay. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Siblings, they're always fun. Oh, I love my little bit a bit, but it's like, when will it be back? I want to play Blacklist. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this controller, um, it's uh, the trackpads allow for higher fidelity input than has previously been possible with traditional handheld controllers, well, I'd like to test according it out. to Valve. I'd like to test it out on something like a strategy game yeah. where you'd normally use a mouse. Would that work better than actually, like, you know where you have to drag the cursor when you, if you're yeah. using a normal controller? Would something with that sort of haptic feedback work better for things like a real-time strategy game where you'd normally be using like, something like a mouse? I, see, the thing is, I don't think it will. Because, uh, the, you know, we were talking about uh, the serious lack of uh, real-time strategies on consoles. Yeah. This is going to run into exactly the same problem as every other real-time strategy has. Um, the part, I mean, the part of uh, Port Royale 3, mm-hmm. uh, the gold edition to the PS3, it was really well done. But it was also, you know, it was really well done. The menus were great. But, you know, it's limited in certain ways because you're using a controller. You don't have all of those keys that you can assign specific quick tasks yeah, to. Yeah, so you can't, like, macro... Exactly. And that's going to be the big problem. Without those macros, a lot of real-time strategies I'm, are going to fail. I'm a strictly console gamer. I don't PC game Yeah. at all. I have Steam. I have, like, Team Fortress 2 that I play with a controller. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but Team Fortress, Fortress Two is a game yeah. that you can play with a controller. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's many games on the PC you can play with I a suppose, controller. I suppose. I mean, in terms of the back catalogue, then they're going to run into the problems that you. Hmm. But I mean, the the yeah, thing with the Steam something, box. Yeah. Something like um, Orcs Must Die Two, I like on Steam, hmm. and uh, yeah, I have like a row of ten buttons to to, to switch yeah, between exactly. traps. So. Don't know how well that'd work on a controller where I can't like switch that quickly between everything I need to use if I'm like doing it at that sort of speed. But you might yeah. be able to assign assign certain actions or whatever but with the it thing being is, not being like too um 
just the two where uh, I can't can't think thumbsticks. of thumbsticks. Thumbsticks, yeah. yeah. With it not being the two thumbsticks, you might be able to assign like touchpad mm. actions that may make it easier. I mean, we don't know until we can play with it. Well, this is the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know this is a joke. I'm not going to fall for it. Um, <laughs> it. It's I am curious how they'll solve that problem, but. You know, it's still early days. There might be more uh, announcements to come, apparently. Yep. Anyway, moving on. We do need to move on with the yeah. news. Um, drive any Batmobile you want uh, with this new arcade simulator. It is an actual arcade cabinet. Um, it's just called Batman, and it allows you to drive any of the Batmobiles from, the, like, the 1960s onwards. Uh, it looks pretty sweet, but you can just see... That I mean, with the lack of like arcade, uh, you know, places where you can go and play arcade games in this country, I can't really see this well, being anything cheap to do. You might have to mm-hmm. go to the Trocadero in London just to play it. Is there an objective aside well, from just riding your Batmobile around? Well, you say that, but uh, people come from all over the North East because they've got pinball machines and HMV, so why not do the similar thing with whatever that is? You could do. <laughs> in London. It's basically, uh, I mean... The whole point of it, it's kind of like a driver. Mm. Um, They say GTA, but it's more like driver than it is GTA. Looking over your shoulder, it looks like Twisted Metal. Yeah, I I can't see a Batman. Well, it would make, like, uh, a great thing to have at, like... uh, And Rob's broke the monitor. Arkham Origins launch (laughs) events and stuff like that. Or um, the con scene. It's totally Twisted Metal. Yeah. It's just like Twisted Metal's got a skin of Batman vehicles. Yeah. And that's it. I, I would put my vote in for Keaton's Batman. Like, Batman oh, and Batman. apparently you can also fly the, fly the bat from The Dark Knight Rises in it, this is, well. is the bat nipple mobile there? Um, it will be, yeah. <laughs> okay. It will it's be. not a car. Just a driving, just a driving bat nipple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Project Overkill, uh, laser rifles. Uh, a company called uh, TWI. They build... They make robots that are used for deconstruction of nuclear power plants, especially the reactors. These things have really powerful lasers that work over short distances and can cut through all sorts of metals and stuff like that. Some bright spark over at TWI thought, oh, I know, we'll make a handheld version. Put on a pistol grip and a trigger, and suddenly you've got a laser rifle that, you know, from a certain distance can cut your arm off quite cleanly. I've been waiting for this since childhood. Why isn't, why isn't this a standard thing? Yeah, they, they said that the rifle is designed specifically with nuclear de- decommission in mind. Like that's gonna last. This thing—they uh, have a YouTube video showing this thing cutting through this big block of metal in sh- in about nine minutes. He dismantles that and the entire frame it's sitting on. I'm waiting for the Americans to make a 3D printed version of it. <laughs> Bank and then jobs. Post it online. <laughs> yeah. I want that in payday too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with Saints Row 6 <laughs> but now nah, I'm one step ahead of the curve I've came up with the uh, the counter oh yeah that, that is true Dave Dave does have his uh, Dave has a counter tactical mirror plan. armor oh god yeah well th- <laughs> the thing is if you're going to use the, the handheld version of this you know those uh, foil reflective suits that they, u- uh, that they use for like walking through fires and stuff yeah. yeah you have to wear one of them you have to wear special goggles and these ref- highly reflective well, gloves I'm gonna it's say basically it, mirror armour that thing be hot <laughs> it is um, 
Apparently, just the reflection, if you're not wearing the, uh, wearing the proper goggles, blind just the reflection of it will burn out your eyes. Not blind you, but burn out your eyes. Yeah, um, there's a, a horror story from my engineering class when I did it at GCSE of a guy who was walking through ICI. And he walked past somebody who was arc welding and his um, contacts melted to his eyes. <laughs> so I can perfectly believe that yes. as like something that would happen. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on, WTF Award, Growing a Nose. Now, oh. as you do, when you get into an accident, sometimes you can just walk it off. Uh, there's a guy in China's uh, Fujian province uh, called Xiaolian, and he got into an accident that did some major damage to his nose, but he decided to walk it off as well. Um, after several months of ignoring the pain in his nose, turned out his nose was infected so badly that it was useless and they had to cut it off. And they trust this man with... Growing a nose on yeah. his forehead. They trust this man with a new Have nose. Have you seen this picture, Rob? That's yeah, his actual made, nose. It must made, made a popular press. So, yeah. yeah. To be fair, it's a very convincing nose. It is a very convincing nose. They basically used cartilage from his ribs to help grow it on his forehead. Because forehead <laughs> skin is very close to nose skin. But, like, of the two, you, the you've is, either got to have a really weird nose or a really weird forehead. That's and I don't know, between if it was a toss-up between the two, I don't know which one I'd pick. It's not that that's kind of worrying me, though. What's worrying me is, what if other body parts had to be cut off and then you had to oh, use the forehead to I grow know them? what you're thinking now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the glee in your face as well. Like, like the, 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 pure, the, uh, the pure joy that you, like... The world is full of wonderful, weird people, and I can honestly see that happening at some point now. <sighs> now that this has happened, I can see that happening. Somebody out there, some surgeon out there is just waiting for it. They're just sitting there Are going, yes. Always? I don't know if it's the right kind of skin, though, like, from a practical point. Who cares? There's a joke there waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, another WTF award. This one is for Asda and Tesco. Um, uh, and this one is just called, seriously, WTF. Uh, Asda made a big gaffe when they released their Halloween costume called Escaped Mental Patient, um, which hmm. uh, I, Nat has advised me has been withdrawn now. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they very quickly made a PR spin around of, oh, no, oh, we didn't mean to be insulting. We're very sorry. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Yes, um, but that wasn't the worst one. The worst one was Tesco. Tesco on their website for sale advertised inflatable gay best friend. Why? Mm. For all those fun times when you just need a gay best friend. I mean, seriously, why? Why? Why Tesco? I like how they've started out gay. I know. Like, oh, come on, those shots. Like that's stereotyping. That's horrible. I it's think the problem here is is that Tesco of A made an inflatable gay best friend, which is just insulting anyway, and B made gay swear words. Hang on, the product description leads like so, reads like someone who's gone mad after tra being getting trapped in the chiclet section of Waterstones for three weeks ago on this website. Product description uh, says, uh, if Sex in the City and Will and Grace taught us anything, it's that gay best friends are uh, in this season. 
Wait, oh, this season, Sex God. and the City taught us. Yeah, I have no idea why. Um, like the movie, the second movie was out like several. Like, I don't even like it was out a couple of years. I don't know, some years ago, some some years, an amount of years ago. So this season being what this decade. This last couple of decades, but there's been yeah, there's like been that. controversy with Halloween costumes before. Um, like uh, last year, there was a big campaign by people saying this is my culture, not a costume. Where in regards to things like the Mexican cost- mm. costumes that were being sold, I don't get what's scary about Mexican people. No, but people like to wear mustaches and ponchos and hats and be here. Yeah, but if you're a guy, <laughs> you can just grow your own mus- mustache. Just spend like the year doing it. That's or November, at least. Yeah. That's after. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you could just do it earlier. <laughs> be original, be unique. <laughs> I'm never having a moustache, that's just weird. My dad's got a moustache, it's creepily... Unless you're Tom Selleck, <laughs> similar. you can't get away with it. It's like looking at me dad in the mirror, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scary. It's very, very scary. Um, I like um, Adam and Liam, a couple of friends of ours, they've got full-on like goatees or a big... Like Adam looks sort of, like Jafar. Yeah, Adam does look like Jafar, but that's because he's skinny. He also looks a bit like Nico Bellic, so every time anyone calls him, everybody calls him and goes, Hey, cousin, want to go bowling? <laughs> 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 and he just takes it. It's, it's, I'd hate it if I was him, because that annoyed me in the game, so I live in Poor fella, poor fella. Uh, but he's, he's very skinny and very tall, so everybody says he looks like Jafar, but like he, he does suit his goatee, and if he didn't have the goatee, he'd get ID'd all the time. Well, being Asian, I might have access to a turban. We can test that Jafar theory. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> because we were going to get Liam to go as the Sultan and him go as Jafar. Right. Uh, actually, that would make a good combo. I think they should do that. I think we should do that. That is a winning combination. Today's show is all about uh, older people. Codgesploitation. <laughs> no, it's cogitation. And, uh, no, no, no. Cog- oh, cogitation. Yeah. I've dubbed it that. It's mine now. <laughs> if I ever become famous, it's for that. <laughs> okay. Maybe okay. in the next copy of the Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah, yes. conjusploitation. Hi, I'm Destiny Blue, the anime artist, and I like drawing and the Geek Show, which you are currently listening to. We're talking cogitation, jerry action, and conjusploitation. <laughs> Best word. My claim to fame. Claim to fame. If you can have Latino exploit, no, Latino exploitation, you can have conjusploitation. Yes. I'm, I'm an English student, this is killing me. Like, legit. Like, like, this is cutting me deep. I can't do this. I'm a bibliophile. I may have to leave. I eat books. <laughs> this is this is hurting you, and the word twerk gets in a bloody online dictionary. Oh, God. This, this I, is a combination. I want the rage on that day. This is a film theory. I found thing. That film theory is the, different. The rage was just kind of. If I had purple pants, I would have got out and started wrecking cars. <laughs> <laughs> I would have greened myself up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to see this Hulk Rob don't yes. do like uh, don't do what that it'd be Hob <laughs> oh my god Hob don't do what that poor um, guy did when he was running for charity and painted himself with like proper paint and then could not get it off gloss paint yeah yeah like, <laughs> he just he, he, like I don't know what he did I'm going to shower in turpentine it's not going to do any damage <laughs> Ah, Just don't light a match anywhere near me. Skin. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Uh, We are in the movie section. Why are so many older actors trying to rekindle their careers? Because the money ran out. Money, 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 money. I've got a problem with that question. Rekindle. Well, yeah. If actors were after salt, they don't need anything rekindling. Well, 
Because well, all the best actors. The face of the earth. It's like. Okay, let's put it this way. Uh, fin- what is yeah, she saying? So finish. If, if they drop off the face of the earth and then like reappear suddenly in like eighty action movies, that is rekindling. That that has to be rekindled. Dolph Lundgren. Well, you never said action movies. I mean, well, take no, I mean, Kate Russell. Kate Russell yeah, is okay. an elderly actor, and he's been working consistently since he was like six. Yeah, I know. But and there's loads of people like her. Yeah, but there's also a lot of older actors now who haven't been seen for years. And all of a sudden they start appearing in, say, The Expendables. Have you heard of this thing in, called... like, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Have you heard of this thing? It's oh, that's a bad Bear with me. Yeah. It's called Straight to Video. Yes, I have yeah, heard of Indiana that. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull that wasn't straight to video. Basically was. It was of the same quality. Yeah. Well, when you hide in the fridge from a nuclear explosion, yeah. Just <laughs> all faith in your film franchise. Actually, I lost faith in that movie within about the first ten minutes. That was about the first. That was the first ten minutes. Was it? Yeah. That tells you how well I remember the movie. (laughs) You say it once, that's it. Yeah, I stopped paying attention. You're done. We we were silly. It was on special offer with the original three on like proper DVD. It's because they can't sell it. Yeah, so we have it on DVD in my house, and I just like scowl at it every time I'm looking for a DVD and I see it. It's like oh. But yeah, anyway, why are uh, why are quite? I know that there's straight to video uh, or straight to DVD movies. It, it's very, very, very cynical. If you go back to Expendables, it's some sort of cheap ploy to play into this whole idea of eighties movies are dumb and cultish, and only people who you know were in those movies, Isla Dolph Lundgren's Isla, uh, JCVD's Isla, Splice the Lawns, them people, them are beyond anything there. Equally awesome and terrible in the same sentence. Yeah. But at the same, yeah. It's, but Chuck Norris. It, uh, Chuck Norris is never good. No. I, I don't care what anybody says. It's Texas Walker's Ranger. No, no. It's funny. Well, to Walker make... Texas Ranger was good. I liked. No, no. I liked Walker Texas Ranger. One point against your test. You I get to five, and it gets revoked from you. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I I remember the Chuck Norris jokes. See, I'd say like sometimes you'd get in an older actor to sort of lend your terrible movie a little bit of like respectability so you get some oh, is this like uh, the uh, Star-, Star Trek Next Generation cameos in the Big Bang Theory no no I, really. mean, I mean sort of like um, Underworld they make me sick Bill Nye in Underworld is there Bill, to lend Bill, it a little oh. bit of class Bill Nye is so underrated but that's pretty yeah. much all he gets done for you know Yeah. you need a classy older guy Bill yeah. Nye's your guy but that's why he's in oh. Underworld, isn't it? That's purely why he's in yeah, it, just to like have... Yeah. Oh, this guy um, knows Shakespeare and stuff. He's a real actor. Get him to do... Like, but he's very good in um, uh, the Hitchhiker's movie, which is... Terrible. Well, it, it, is when you movie. Look at it, it is when you look at it in terms of, like, the books and the radio series and the original t- TV series from the BBC. Which is basically every all, all, of, yeah. all of the productions yeah, of the Hitchhiker's all, Guide yeah. to the Galaxy. But in terms of bringing Hitchhiker's to... People who necessarily like, because who can't read, yeah. like Americans, or yeah. <laughs> stereotypes, much. Yeah, or, or like people who don't read, like the younger generation of English people. Okay. Hang on, aren't you yeah. the younger generation? I'm younger than me. All oh, right. <laughs> I read all the time. I've read the Red Dwarf novels. That's how like cultish I get. <laughs> I own them and the other stuff I've that they're all. Yeah, I've got all. Hey, hey I read, including. <laughs> Uh, including Infinity Welcome ca- Careful Drivers. That's hey. Have you not read that? Infinity for Careful Drivers. I read. I read uh, game be- instruction manuals. Be- <laughs> um, I've got the um, 
I've got the annual and I'm going to screen con you to get want it signed. To, you want to read Incompetence by Rob Grant. Is it good? It's basically the whole idea of it is imagine if the European Union suddenly passed a resolution that you can't actually be fired from your job for being bad at your job. Oh God. Right. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds it, like what detect- happened in, in yeah. Red Dwarf essentially. A detective is, is still the, around. Yeah, exactly. A detective <laughs> is on the trail of a serial killer across a Europe that has that law passed. Oh god. But yeah, um I think I've I think I've heard of that, yeah. Um but it it just it just seems to me that like I'm I'm a massive fan of like um I, I watched Threshold, which is a really little known mm. sci fi series, but it had um Brent Spiner in it mm. along with a few good actors. Yeah. But um I'm a massive fan of when other actors sort of come in and lend their gravitas to a series. Well something like Buffy, Anthony Stewart Head. Oh, yes. Like, he hadn't done anything for years, and then, like... <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, I'm a librarian. Are, are, are you saying that Buffy's good? Well, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that saying that's using an older actor. Oh, good, so, good. Like, I thought you were going to say something you couldn't take back there. that would otherwise be, sort of, like, be belittled for not having any sort of serious actors in it can help a series along, or it can help a film along, but when it's just... I mean, a with, deliberate ploy well, like for Rob said, need like, more money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, cheap it, nostalgia. It does. It does kind of. Uh, it does very much depend on which actor you get in, though. But I we, think. Uh, I think we're doing that with a lot of like a lot of things, though, for cheap nostalgia. I mean, we're remaking Robocop. Oh, that looks terrible. And there's terrible. talk of a remake of Ghostbusters. I mean, the city looks too clean in Robocop. <laughs> it sort of defeats the object of like. It's, I thought you like just, you're dragging out things. That, the fact that well, society had crumbled was Robocop like, was a clean movie. It was the fact that everybody in it was not very nice. Yeah, no, and kind no, of no, cynical. No, no, and society no, no, no. was corrupt. Yeah, but yes, like, I know. But the society the was corrupt, and the city was in good shape. Was, was like falling apart. Well, no, the city wasn't falling apart. But there was like litter and like. It was like oh, dirty and grimy and horrible. <laughs> yeah. Captain Planet, he wouldn't have been happy. It's the metropolis. <laughs> it's the metropolis thing, you know. There's the high high society which is clean, and there's a low society which is a mess. Yeah. And that's in Robocop, like it's in countless other movies. But I think the thing we're ignoring here is the fact women are actors too, you know. And a lot of these oh. uh, people are men that we're talking about. I'm just when using you get, the current nomenclature. No, uh, when you get to the age of 45 and you're a woman actor, you pretty much get dropped from any film. You will well, not yeah, get anything. Helen unless, you're, unless you're Helen Mirren or, or Judi Dench. Yeah. And the only roles you'll get cast as really is a mother in about two scenes or a crazy old lady. And there's very... It's, this is Western films I'm talking about. It's just absolutely... Yeah. That's not a film. That's an abomination of well, that's style. Oh, yeah, but, like, for example, like, De Niro... Mm. He, he can get cast in anything, any yeah, terrible probably. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will have him. But like uh, an actress of his same age, you're looking he at the about you know, yeah. Like Mia Farrow was a, a classic exactly. actor. Where is she now? She, well, there's just nothing for people like just, that. That's what we're talking about. Is in like that's the prejudices of Hollywood. Not. Well, that's what I was getting. I bet if those women, yeah. if those women could, they would be in every film. That was what. I mean, if anyone's ever seen the uh, First Wives Club, yes. Um, the uh, is it Goldie Hawn in that? Goldie Hawn is in that, and where uh, she's just like, I will take any role. <laughs> I will take any role. That kind of attitude. See, if, you if make it sound is... more like a horror movie when you say it like that. <laughs> you make it sound like some kind of weird slasher fi- <laughs> fiction. No, it's. it's a, I quite like the first wife. I think it's very funny. What are you saying again? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, look, just looking at something. Uh, 
it's an American thing. I mean, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, who is one of Britain's prized joys of acting, she's fantastic. What she's done is particularly good because she mm. knows she's not going to get any roles. Oh, she, you know, she got Nick Swindon ref and put her in. Mm. Only God forgives, and she was terrifying in it. But to get her, you know, a nine-to-five everyday job, she goes to France, she's learnt a second language, she's yeah. put herself in countries that are actually, you know... Yeah. Not ageist and ridiculous ways, because Hollywood seems to forget that 16 to 20 year olds are not the only people who go to see movies. Well, yeah. Everybody does, and the what actors, the classiest uh, older actors, are the ones who've got the most to give, the experience to offer, the, the skills, how was, the class. How old was Daryl Hannah when, in, when Kill Bill was made? She, Eckery, was pretty much over, not because of her age, just because yeah. of the fact uh, that, that she's that terrible. Part, that was yeah. choice as well, she's, she's, she's gone out of it. And yeah, she's, she's really bad. Yeah. What's your name for, what is it, the sm- splash? splash yeah. That's it. Splash and Baywatch or something. She's is never had a she never had a great career. Yeah, yeah. but there is examples of people who yeah. break oh. the mold. Oh, that's a terrible yeah. film. <laughs> like who? I've seen it. Like I just said oh, yeah. Nick and Scott Thomas. I mean, I'm sure there's other examples, but yeah. off the top of my head, she is the sort of the. It's prime just kind one. of. Uh, I I don't know when you look at the two main ones though that keep getting roles: Helen Mirren and Judi Dench. Well, it's a sort of the Hollywood idea that yeah, they are the posh, ba- posh, up, posh upper class, sort of classy British women. What's who the can name of the one in Hamilton? Oh, uh, Maggie Smith. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And Julie Andrews as well. She gets quite a lot. She was in Despicable Me too. She's started getting a lot more roles now, yeah. but for there was a long period oh, where she wasn't getting. That she was uh, the choice, though. She's yeah. one of these. She takes herself really seriously and yeah. for good reason because she's brilliant in real yeah. roles. You know, so there's that. Well, yeah. she is in the the Princess Diaries, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah, she. Yeah, that was sort of a st- real role. That's the start of a uh, comeback. Despicable which me you know. too. <laughs> okay, well, Despicable me I, too is brilliant. I rolled, yes, it is, but okay. it's not a real role, is it? Yeah. I rolled as oh, it's still a real role. Nah, <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's not. If you're it's not, actors not, of that class, it's just. It's, voice, it, it's a voice <coughs> acting role. Yes, I suppose it, it, it does give her a good, like, but she's she's Gru's mum. And like that's not a, like a big. All oh, right, the bit, it's basically a bit part. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. I see what you say. It's, yeah. it's a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, are all directors actually better then? Yeah. No. It's called experience. It's right. Uh, I think fine acting is based on talent as well. So. Well, there is that. But if you've been doing something for forty years, there's a reason for that. But a bad actor doesn't get better with age. Exactly. But it's Charlie it cuts, Sheen. It cuts <laughs> the bad. Thirty years older than he was in Hot Shots. It cuts the bad better. from the good. Cuts the bad from the good. If you last that long, you are better. Young actors Charlie don't usually Bean have that better. long of a. Well, he's not an actor. He's a. He's a tool, frankly. A waste of oxygen. Yes. I see what you but mean. That like actor, any though, that survive that long. Yeah, that's basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, if you have a career world. that lasts over, like five years, you're going to last for a long time. And not to these actors, the flashes in the pan. The Sh- Shirley Beefs. Yeah. He's not going to be around yeah. in ten years. I just years. think you're being a bit unfair to young actors because you can't, you, like, just like you ca- like you're casting all the old actors as these great, oh, they're all great Shakespearean, blah, 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 and they're all doing this great stuff and they've lasted for you. Well, you you sort of casting all these young actors who were coming through who've probably fought for years in, like, bit parts and whatever as, like, uh, lovies and whatever and, like, saying that, that they can't, they've not got the experience and not got this, but... The fact of the matter is they probably have because they've probably come through acting school and they've probably come from doing roles from when they were six. Can I just clarify something, right? Uh, I know about acting schools. They're not all they're cracked up to be. I know, but the thing is, the one big flaw in what you're saying is it, it is the, uh, it, it's the age-old argument, would you like fries with that? 
I'm sorry to put it that way, but it is. It's the it's the it's the Dick Whittington syndrome. Everyone goes to Hollywood because they want to be a big name actor, and most of them just can, simply cannot cut it. Yeah. Um, because the pressure is too much. What everyone forgets is when you go to be an actor. The pr- dif- big difference between young actors and old actors is that old actors have been around the block. They know what's expected of them. But young actors, it's the first time, maybe in a lead role, maybe in a role in a movie, and it goes to their heads. And they go off the rails. It's not it's always. Not always, but in most cases, in uh, I think the statistically, uh, it's like eighty-seven or eighty-seven, eighty-eight percent of all actors under the age of twenty-five will eventually end up on drugs after they've done their first okay, movie. But I'm not. I'm not necessarily mm. saying like. Oh, so we're talking about very young actors. We're talking about actors at the beginning of their career. Because yeah, I'm just talking I, about, I'm like, talking about like, mid-range actors. I'm talking oh, no. about, like, 25, 28, 29, 30 year They're not really like young DiCaprio actors like that. I'm talking about, like, the guy who was it is... Um, I can't remember his name, but, like... The Amazing Spider-Man, who was in The Imaginarium with Dr. Parnassus. That Andrew was, Garfield. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's examples like that. There's the Andrew Garfield, there's the Michael Fassbender. Oh, Mark well, I mean, they're, yeah. they're like the one in 50s. There's exactly. not many of these people. Okay, well, fair enough. I mean, if you look at, just... say, Ben Affleck and... Uh, what's his face? I don't know who you're talking about. His, his Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, right? They went through... They started off with a couple of good movies. I don't really think they went, went to school. They did go to acting school. Just Friends movies and exactly. they sort of climbed the way up like that. movies and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't actually have any formal training. And Ben Affleck has done some real duff movies. Yeah. Matt Damon has done some Oh, the internet tell you that very quickly. Matt Damon has done some real duff movies. But if you look at Ben Affleck now, right? Well, he's sort of the Hollywood upper he's echelon. He's like exactly. a star over there. He started... Get, he, started he, he knows what he's doing now. He's Get the internet still talks about bloody jiggly and... Daredevil, yeah, which Daredevil. I think is a bit of well, a... I mean, what was his last role? It was uh, in that Iran... It's, oh, it's, his latest role's in Runner Runner, which isn't a great thing, but, but he directed Argo. Argo, which is, and Argo know, was a brilliant film. Won the Oscar for Best well, Picture. Yeah, he also yeah, did the directing decent, in that, didn't yeah. he? He did some decent early stuff as well, things like Chasing Amy. Yeah, it was Kevin, yeah. Kevin Smith again. He got the best out of him. Then he but, kind of became yeah, a star yeah. too young. It killed his career nearly. Exactly. And then you he know, came out with And it. he did exactly... Him and Matt Damon did exactly the thing that all young actors... Around that, uh, around and don't that get, time, don't get me wrong. Most of these old actors probably did that too. Exactly, they've came out the they've other side. Not everybody right. does. Yeah. Michael Caine did horrible, terrible films. Michael well, Caine does he, any film he, ever. There's a famous quote about him. Somebody asked him, "Do you remember uh, Jaws? I can't remember whatever it was." And he said, "No, but I remember the house it bought." Yeah. So he's yeah. he's a famous he example does like that. Any film. Yeah. But it, it it's it's just a matter of like. I get what you're saying about the experience, and it, it's all about like their attitude as an act, and it, whatever. But I'm not about strictly how they act. Yeah, but this is the thing: it's never strictly how they act. What you've got to, uh, the problem that uh, the problem is if you only look at how they act, then you could. I mean, what's it in Gilbert Grape? Right, it's a very early uh, role for uh, I've forgotten his name, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, and he was very good. So it's Chris Lee, though. So yeah, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, he was very good playing the handicapped kid. Right, he was very good at that. Right, but child then, actors are a very tricky proposition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then he went off the rails. You know, after Titanic, in which he was still quite well, young. Well, he never went off the rails. He just got sick of seeing himself everywhere. So he said, "I am taking a break." I mean, he's on the cusp of doing that now. I yeah. think he's doing the Wolf well, of Wall Street with, uh, what's he called, Scorsese, and then he's having a, a break, because he's yeah. just everywhere. But the thing is, when he, he took a, that break, he when he took that break, he went through all the drug I'm just saying it's a bad. Ex- like I'm that. just saying it's a bad example, that's all. I mean, I'd cap you with a bad example. No, I'm saying, after Titanic and uh, the other movies around that time, he basically went uh, he basically went on a bender with drugs. 
it's well documented that he did. Oh, just no. like every Look other Robert actor, Downey Jr. actor who basically becomes big. Yeah. He he is the, the you know he is the classic yeah. example of an actor just melting down. Though. Yeah, and now he's like the biggest star in the world. Mickey is it Mickey Rock? Yeah, he, he tried to destroyed himself. He started he having a comeback. He he went, no, I mean, he The Wrestler went, was a great movie. Yeah. Because no, he went off the rails and then he decided, I'm going to be a boxer. And, and he like, turned into a prick. wrecked himself. Well, I think the problem with Mickey Rock is he's hard to market. And he turns yeah. into a Madame Tussauds character. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, well, uh, left out in the sun too long. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Pick Fantastic in Angel Hat and The Wrestler, though. Yeah. Fantastic in those two movies. Um, Pick of the Geek, then. Uh, your top three older actors are movies that feature an older lead character. My, what, pick an actor. You can just pick. Uh, are you saying actors are roles? Because there's, there's roles where act, young actors are played old yeah. characters, and I think that's, that's really brave. Said, but, that's why I know. said movie with an older lead character. I think okay. I'm Either actor. or. Anybody you want to lead I'm, on? I'm picking an actor, and that has to be my favourite actor, is Patrick Stewart. He is... He, he's, he's one of those people I want his voice, frankly. Yeah, he's, he just, no, <laughs> he's, he's, if you could have Patrick Stewart narrating your life, you'd be a happy man. Oh, anybody would. Anybody <laughs> he's, would. He's done such a wide variety of things. I mean, he's, he's Shakespearean. Yeah. He's very, very Shakespearean. And he's brought that to the sci-fi market in like X-Men and the next gen and now he, he's not too he's not too serious not to take the mickey out of himself because he does things like American Dad and uh, Family Guy and The Simpsons best yeah. narration bit in the Ted as well in Ted well, movie yeah, yeah I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to say if, you are, if you're after the best narration any movie can be made better by two words and they are Morgan Freeman <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of an overused commodity, really, isn't he? Uh, he's a bit overused, yes. Yeah, but I think we're ignoring the obvious one here. It's Brian Blessed. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Brian oh, Blessed. He doesn't no. really act, he just like, fights polar bears. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. He just, Brian Blessed's sat-nav should exist. No, Brian Blessed's sat-nav should exist. But I... being seriously, though. Yeah. Uh, he's just all sorts of people, let's go... With what's he called Ian McKellen, just because oh, yeah. he is yeah. so honest about his sexuality and he has got places other people would dream of. Not because of that, yeah, but because of how good he is. Yes, and it's a shame that people pick on him because he had that T-shirt a while ago. I'm a, I'm a Magneto. Magneto. Get used to it. it. I mean, yeah, somebody yeah. who's got his position, you know, like that. Um, he is a staying power guy. Um, for me, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, if you're going with Ian McKellen, I'm going to say Christopher Lee then. Yeah, he's barely alive now. He looks barely, really bad. Yeah, I know. Really but at, bad one point, at one point, he was truly terrifying. Hammer horror. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying for the time. Terrifying for now. No. Yeah, but don't forget. <laughs> uh, his don't forget is... for my age group. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The the chose a good one in Lord of the Rings. His voice is very commanding. Yes. It's a t they had a death scene for him, which was chopped out unfairly. Yeah. It yeah. was a good death scene for him as well. I think. Um, in the books where he becomes Saruman of the many colours <laughs> yes Saruman 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 and his technicolour drink up oh the Silmarillion yeah, the textbook of so, uh, the yeah. rings Saruman and his technicolour drink up basically yeah. oh. no no it was Rainbow <laughs> Saruman and it, it was Rainbow <laughs> Saruman and his Rainbow uh, Rainbow Orc Brigade <laughs> oh, um, do you know what shocked me in The Hobbit um, Sylvester McCoy is Ryder Gast Brown Oh, good, yeah. And his and his sleigh led by many rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> thinking about movies with going, all the characters. Going uh, abroad, though, I'm going to have to pick uh, Choi Min-sik, who is famous for the lead role in Old Boy. Yes. Just because there's a, a point in his career when there was a big political thing in Korea where the number of films in each cinema had to be Korean. They changed it, so he basically retired. And the Korean industry tried a lot of tricks to get him back. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's magnificent. He's, he's magnificent, Choi Min-sik. Um, for me, I'm going to have to go with the uh, with another obvious one, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Hey? No, Jackie Chan's cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, I, I can't American films, yeah, yeah I, I can't say any more than that. I'm surprised no one else picked it. It was really good in um, the, the new Karate Kid. I was quite shocked at um, how good his performance was. Uh, the film wasn't very good, but he... He, he was good. He, yeah. had, he had some major, like... Gravitas and emotions you that watch, I really wasn't expecting from Jackie You want to watch the Shinjuku incident then? Other people, just two each, because it's yeah. good drag on. But. Uh, I've got Everything that I was wanting to say has, has kind of been picked. Nicolas Cage. What? <laughs> <laughs> I... I I, I like him because he's willing to do terrible things. <laughs> I think it's not willing. I think that's the only people who have him. <laughs> no, because he's been in some great films like, oh, um, like Raising Arizona. Oh, I'm not going to doubt Raising Arizona. Which is, uh, I'm not him as Earl with Nick Cage as the lead. I'm not yes. going to doubt he's doing some great stuff. I mean, leaving Las Vegas, bring out your dead. He's been in some fantastic films. It's just he gone off the cage nuts. Yes. And not that's the only people... Me. That's the only people who have him now. Because uh, I love Raising Arizona. Oh, I think it's a fantastic. I, I've movie. got to throw one in there. Uh, yeah. Bill Murray. Yes. yes. Great, great. My <laughs> person. I love Bill Murray. See, he's happy now because Jackie Chan and Bill Murray have been said. He's like the Why only Ghostbuster. Jackie Chan and Bill Murray. Oh my god. Because it'd end up being a stupid buddy comedy cop thing, and it'd be horrible. Uh. But, but if it if it was if you had Jackie Jackie Chan or Bill Murray as the bad guy and one's chasing the other. That might work. <laughs> well, Murray is the bad guy. I'd love to see that. I'm Susan Arndt, and you're listening to The Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM, because you have excellent taste. And we're talking cogitation. I penned it. It's mine. Cogitation and, uh, and Jerry action as well. Now, cogitation just doesn't mean anything. Cogitation. Cogitating means think. It, mean, it sounds like a vegetable <laughs> getting old. Cogitation <laughs> means thinking like an old person. <laughs> We've got you for that, Rob. <laughs> We've got you for that. When I was a lad, <laughs> I can remember when I... Do you know, that's quite, it's actually quite sad. By the time I was six, I could actually say for my house, when I was a lad, I can remember when all this was feels. By the time I was six. Um, so, gaming. Yeah. yeah. When there was only 150 Pokemon. <laughs> I, I do remember that. Quick question. I How many are there? 649. Oh, oh, wow. I only had 115. That's all I saw. There will be more in about two weeks. No, no, no. Oh. 650, that's a bit overkill, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How long do these games last? It was like... Too long. 20 hours with 150. Well, they only had about another 100... Like, the last that game added about 180. What? Only? <laughs> only? <laughs> only? I doubled it in one game. <laughs> I had, like, 150 memorised because I had the posters in my room. And then, like, this, like all the games came out and they started adding more and more. And I was like, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> Flipping tables. It's probably I'm the best, yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they keep adding more Pokemon. Oh, obviously, I know why. It's merchandising and marketing. Plushies. Yeah, toys. They exist through plushies, Pokemon. It's it's that kind of otaku attitude. It's like, got to have it all. Got to have it all. Not got to catch them all. Got to have it all. Where's the alpaca one? That's not limited to otaku. Where's the alpaca (laughs) Pokemon? (laughs) 
Is there an alpaca Pokemon? No, but there's a poodle one coming out that looks very alpaca-ish. That'll do. <laughs> yes. Alpaca lips. <laughs> you can actually... Uh, I like, don't. <laughs> you Please can style its no fur more. in different ways. It's all over I the just, forums. It just sounds yeah. weird. <laughs> you can style its fur. Yeah. I never got mm. one either. Everyone's like, oh, the alpacas. And I'm like, I didn't get an alpaca. It's just a llama. It's get over it. It's just a llama. <laughs> God. Right, okay. Uh, game section. Why have older lead characters uh, become increasingly popular over the last few years? Because gamers are getting old. Depends on the games, really. I mean, yeah. you look at RPGs, and they're still barely breaking, you know, puberty. Yeah, yeah and a lot of things. But it depends. Like uh, GTA Five, two of those lead characters are well into the forties, maybe even the fifties. Yeah. It's it's where you pick it, really. Well, well I mean, like Metal Gear. Yeah, uh, you went from uh, like uh, Metal Gear Solid. He was relatively like young action hero ish. He was in his thirties. Twenties, thirties, you could guess. So, yeah. Uh, to Old Snake in the last one well, and now the focus on Big Boss who I did like that bit though when uh, on uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 when you were crouched too long you got a bad back and you had to yeah. so <laughs> put it back in place that's um, a nice but touch. it actually made being old a gameplay mechanic in that it, one it did it yeah. worked Yeah. I've just bought uh, Splinter Cell the new one Blacklist, Blacklist yeah. and I'm loving it but um, oh. he's quite old in that I'm sorry yeah. for and I think after. that's just a progression oh. I'm sorry but the thing is, it just doesn't sound right because it's Michael not Michael Ironside. I know, and it's quite a young voice. So he sounds younger but looks older. It's really weird. Michael Ironside. I wish he was my dad. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> Do you know the weird thing? Uh, the, first time I, I, uh, the first time I saw Michael Ironside in anything was V. <laughs> Total Recall. See, even before Total Recall... But v, the miniseries. No, V. The original v, one. V, the original one from like the uh, 80s, the early 80s. Dated quite... Badly, it has dated yeah. quite badly. But I you know, the original one was a mini series as well. <laughs> well, the, the full series as well. It was in both. Two. It was cancelled, wasn't yeah. it? The second one, quite quickly. Yeah. Oh um, <laughs> right. yes. Anyway, no, um, like you said, RPGs. It's generally like I'd say like an Eastern Western thing because. Uh, well, they seem to be ageless. Eastern, Eastern RPGs, they tend to be like younger. Like I'm playing uh, yeah. Disc Gear D2, and I reckon oh, they're, not they're one of like, them are over like yeah. 16. 16's yeah. like an old man in that game. Yeah. No. no, 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 no well, uh, after you hit 16, you're basically in anime and uh, JRPGs. After you hit 16, you're basically hitting the midlife well, crisis. To, uh, and if you're over Rob, 18, you're ancient. I said to Rob, like, how old do you think Sid Highwind in Final Fantasy VII is? He's ageless, he's in everything. He's got grey hair, <laughs> stubble, cigarette. C- cigar, wasn't it? Yeah, cigar in the yeah. original, yeah. Uh, he lights dynamite off it and stuff. Yeah. But uh, he swears like a trooper and everything, but he's actually 32. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought yeah. he was like in his 50s. Mm. That's tragic. Yeah. Oren, about the same age. But then again, it is a very youth-obsessed nation. Yeah, Japan, isn't I think Oren's 35. Yeah, and I can understand that, because he's supposed to be, have been around for like 50 years. <laughs> I think a lot of it's like, especially with Western games, it's yeah. sort of like we've got these franchises that have been out for ages, and it's sort of just the progression of game time. Like, eventually, they well, are going to have to get over... They're not, they're that not does suspended work in Simpson time. With, with franchises like Splinter Cell... That does work, but then for every Splinter Cell, you've got a Tomb Raider. Mm. <laughs> well, that does kind of. Tomb Raider's of a girl, work. and that's my point. They won't make an old woman, like an elderly or middle aged, or even over a See, 30 that, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would just be funny as given, hell. Given how much animation goes into her breasts. Let's Not say. in the new game. As much as there's a problem about Hollywood with women actors' games, that's yeah. <laughs> blown out of the world. They're not so, 
yeah, they're not going to animate women older. That, yeah. I mean, well, Soul Calibur Five like got rid of half the cast that were uh, the the all the female cast that were older were got rid of except yeah. Ivy, who they gave an excuse that the <laughs> uh, Soul Edge like McGuffin's kept her young. Uh, and enhanced certain aspects well, of they won't her body. Get, they won't get rid of Ivy because she sells too much merchandise yeah, to yeah. weird attackers. Uh, Taki would have been in her 40s, so she was shelved. Yeah. Uh, in favour of a new blonde version. I was always, we- I was always weirded out by Taki because that skirt oh, is that, a bit too yeah, skinny, a yeah. bit too tight, a yeah. bit too revealing, yeah. Yeah. a bit creepy. Yes. The only one with even creepier costume would be Voldo. Well, he works, because he's just... <laughs> I don't know what he is, but... Who knows what he is? But, yeah, so... But it, they allowed, like, Mitsurugi, old samurai, to get yeah. away with it. Well, Mitsurugi is, like, the ultimate badass, so yeah. that's cool. I'm fine with that. It, it's, it's the way that I think women are portrayed in all media that just mm. doesn't allow us to age in any way. Because yeah. the second we're seeing ageing... Like like what happened with Madonna a few years ago. So if that was in a game, can you imagine? Hang on. So the uh, character in the game is going to start adopting people. African babies. No, 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 no. Like like <laughs> where if a woman works out it and becomes vascular, like a man with all the. Oh right, right. Okay, now I understand. And like I was like, getting confused there. Like, I think that's just creepy on anybody, man yeah. or woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it it just. See, I'm built for comfort. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> this is very Woody Allen, but I don't want to repeat the joke. It's you know, I'm resembling Alf because it's not broadcastable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but I actually I did think of one. Um, the lead character from The Last of Us. Well, he, he seems fine, because he must be in his 50s. He must be in his 50s. But he doesn't really behave like he's in his 50s. It's just kind of... He's a narrative thing. The game's completely mm. different of anything of that. Yeah. It's just he could be 16, and you wouldn't really tell. So I don't think that really I counts. Because uh, he doesn't act like... He doesn't go around like an older guy, like, uh, gameplay-wise. He's still yeah. pretty nimble. He's still pretty nimble, but... How old was the guy in Bioshock Infinite? Booker. Booker. Yeah. The women is thirties, I reckon. If anything, he, he seems older. No, he's he's older. He's in his mid forties. Was it really mentioned? That's uh, he, he's, mid, he's mid forties because what you got to remember is Elizabeth is how old? He's a teenager. Lit. Lit. Eight, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. About eighteen. Oh, and then spoilers about yeah. Yeah, and then the whole spoiler bit that happens afterwards. Wibbly wobbly tiny wimey. I think the best bit it is. Yeah. yeah. So. It, it's. I think it's just a more prevalent thing. I think it, it's the game industry st- trying to reflect its core audience, and I use that very, um, very uh, elastically because uh, uh, the age of gamers is increasing. Yeah, uh, actually, I was going to say I think you're it's on. It's both, really. I mean, the younger's getting younger, and the older's getting older. So yeah, but then you come back to the uh, thing we were talk- we mentioned in the sh- uh, in the show when we we're talking about kids. You know that adults start start wanting to play the kids' games, and the uh, kids want to start playing the adults' games. But they they, they want to play that the, the, they want to play the eighteen rated games, not the mature games like Heavy Rain or whatever. They want to play. I want to shoot things in the face. I agree. I with want to shoot part. things in the face all the time. I agree with that, but I won't call Heavy Rain a game. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like a oh, novel, a really but, sad yeah, novel. The David Cage hate for <laughs> I've got a bit of a problem with David Cage. <laughs> Yeah. A bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw him on the street, you'd run up to him and punch him in the face. Not once. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I think that heavy range, just my example of a sort of genre that's sort of coming out now. It's it's very very mature. Yeah. Sort of this is this is a, a, a decisions affect you kind of gameplay. It's a noir thing. I think uh, what was it called? Elia Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Similar in that respect. It's not a very good game, but. But I think it's, 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 it's a fledgling yeah. market, and I think it might develop with time. Yeah. Well, the, thing, the weird thing is, if you go back to, say, uh, the 80s and early 90s gaming, you had a lot more older characters then. It was somewhere around the mid-90s and through the 2000s. Uh, all of a sudden, all the characters suddenly became, like, really young. It's when it became a billion-dollar industry. Mario... Right? That's when it changed no, Mario has no age. No, but he t- he's got a moustache, and... <laughs> that ages him yeah, somewhat, so and it kind so of freaks Luigi. me out when you think about it. Yeah, but, yeah, but nobody Mario pays only, attention Mario, to Mario, Mario only has a moustache because it meant not having to draw a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, is <laughs> Mario is basically the Tom Selleck of video games. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't stop it from being like to have a moustache that thick. You have to be at least over like twenty. That's why I said he's the Tom Selleck of video games. Right, okay, very p- quick pick of the geek then before we break, a- break for a song. Uh, your top three games that would benefit from an older lead. Oh. A Japanese, any any Japanese RPG. So like uh, Nino, Nino Kuni? He's like six no, or something. Nino Kuni works as it is. Uh, yeah, Nino I've Kuni works as it, it is. It's Ghibli, so, or Ghibli, or, or whatever it's pronounced Giblets. as. Giblets. Giblets. benefit from it, though? Yeah. That's a good question. What, scrap? Scrap tied us out of Final Fantasy X. Just have all run as the lead. Yeah, that would make it a much better game, I think. Yeah, um, I'd I'd go with I, I, I'd prefer an older character in Kingdom Hearts. I think I'd really? like to see how that an old fella. The game. Oh, it's a good Not an Christmas, old yeah. fella, but just someone yeah. older than yeah, someone older than well, Sarah. Have you played Birth by Sleep? The, yes, they're a little bit Is older, that? a bit more mature than it. Well, it's like sixteen as opposed to twelve. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big jump. Yeah, but they're also depressing as in birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this actually, is true. It's trying, quiet. It's trying to think of a game which has a young lady, you know, which isn't, you know. That extra two years on Birth by Sleep has just made them all really depressing. Uh, yeah. Like, all suddenly, like, the most angsty, ang- like, Japanese characters have got, like, two settings. Excitable child! Angsty teen. Um, I'm blank on this one. No answer for me. I can't think of anything. Uh, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how would you tell if Kirby was older, given the beard? Kirby with a courty. He's not really a thing. He's just got somebody's hand on the back of a sofa. So. Yeah, there's that. Um, do you know? Uh, do you know, I, I keep thinking, uh, for some reason I keep thinking, why, uh, why couldn't I just start Fable as an old guy? Mm-hmm. It was weird, because I'd never got the time, uh, timing right in Fable. I'd start the game as like a young fella, but after three missions I'd be ancient, I'd be like 62 or something like that. Uh, how long are these missions lasting for? Like, see, I want to see Pac-Man with Alzheimer's now. Did I go down this way? <laughs> I can't remember. Did I oh no, <laughs> you eat a power pill and go in the opposite direction. <laughs> all no. the cars are reversed. Um... <laughs> it's really hard because like there's so many there are so many game franchises. Um Uncharted. I'd like to play a Sully. <laughs> he's he, like that. he doesn't have the ego of yeah. his young well he, he's, he a bit of a, he a he's, he's a bit of a, a sex deviant, but 
He's not cocky. Assassin's like, Creed you know. 3, because I hate... I hate Connor. <laughs> like, I hate I him. am fine with this. Is that the most recent one? Yeah. 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 He was just... That. He was... Oh, everything's so hard. Why do you hate me? Why Why does everyone... Oh, Dad. And his dad's, his dad's just like... Hang on. I, I, when I did we suddenly it. have emo assassins? Damn this privileged life of Connor. mine. Everything's so hard. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you've got a free house there, mate. What are you doing? And like, that guy's teaching you for free. And then suddenly his dad appears and he's like, oh, dad, I want to be with you, dad. And it's like, he's the bad guy. Kill him. Well, yes. How do you think like an older Link would go down? Oh. Well, he's an elf, isn't he? Well, actually, so, I, well, all Hylians have point years. Oh, right. So exactly. in that world. The, okay. uh, Ocarina of Time, you did have older Link. And well, yeah, but he's still we quite like, liked older Link. Yeah, <laughs> is he the one dressed in red? No, green oh. Link. No, like on, in the three timelines. No, no. Oh, I watched review when I get confused. Yeah, he just gets bigger. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he's still. When you say older, <laughs> he's like um, he, he'll be about sixteen or something. He, he's how old is Link? Well, about 16. Depends yeah. on the game, really. What? In, what? <laughs> in Wind Waker, I reckon he's about 12. Yeah. So How old is he in Majora's like Mask? Princess, he's a bit older. Yeah. How old is he in Majora's Mask? Oh, he's about 10, 12, something like that. Majora's right, because that's terrifying. Yeah. That's the... For, no. <laughs> oh, 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 that responsibility. You know what? I'd love to see, like... Uh, uh, I'd love to have a Pokemon game where the lead character was, like... Uh, 50s or something like that. <laughs> play as Professor Oak. Yeah, play as <laughs> Professor Oak. That'd be good. I'd like to play the old guy who gives you the running juice. <laughs> <laughs> or the old guy passed out that teaches you to catch a Pokemon. Yeah. Possibly. Hi, I'm Stuart Samita. I'm here at Animex all the way from California and you are listening to The Geek Show. And uh, reviews. Now we're on our reviews and Dave is going to lead the way with one of our shonen. Yeah, I've got a big bag of shonen today. <laughs> <laughs> so much. That's a terrible sentence. <laughs> Lead the way, Dave. With uh, a bit recent-ish one, uh, got a bit of. Uh, this is season eleven of uh, Bleach, which uh, if you've seen any Bleach, I could surmise what Bleach is about, but that won't help you in this bit because the main character is completely absent from this arc. Ichigo Kurosaki is basically in for the first three episodes two of which are a, a silly filler episodes, and then you're into the plot with a quick recap of what happened in the last arc and straight into the, the Battle of Karakura Town. They have quick recaps in Bleach? Oh, no. <laughs> in fact, that um, I watched this originally when it was airing, yeah, and it works a lot better like that because each episode has about five minutes of content, which is a recap of what happened in the last episode. Yeah. So if you watch it in this context of a DVD where you've just... Seeing the last episode two, <laughs> two minutes ago, seeing it recapped is a little bit yeah. overdone. But uh, it's shown, and we're used to seeing the same thing over again. We're used to seeing the same stock animations over again. Um, I would recommend this this series, actually quite a good one, because it actually gets down to the meat of some action happening. Uh, in this series, you see the... Um, the 13 court guard squads of the Soul Reapers facing off against the Arankar that uh, Aizen has brought with him to the Karakura town. Mm. Um, the, he's brought with him the three top Espada and their Fraction, mm. who were like their minions. It's just gibberish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of this is just words. <laughs> yeah. I've never watched that. 
Well, basically, <laughs> you get to see a lot of fights between the vice captains versus the fractions. Is the meat of what happens? I just called. I just called them fractions. I called like one eighth. Oh, it's one all third. Based on <laughs> <laughs> all of the vi- all of the villains in this arc have a Spanish theme. Yes, they it's do. or something. Fraction. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Which the um, <laughs> I've I'd never actually seen the English dub till now, and some of the pronunciation of the Spanish words is a little bit off. Yes. Yeah, to <laughs> say the least. Otherwise, though, the English dub. And there are so many characters in this arc uh, that are introduced mainly for a one shot that they will be fought and killed in this one episode. That the voice acting gets a little bit like who's in the building. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just get in anyone to... This character's only going to last an episode. So some of the voices don't quite fit that well. Ah, and some hello. of them you'll recognise because they're, very, they're, they're actors doing their standard voice. I am bad guy number seven. I am bad guy number six and two-thirds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is, this is getting serious. This is bad guy number three, two, and one. <laughs> no, literally, that's what this series yeah. is about. <laughs> But uh, if you uh, if you like Bleach, I'd say it's season eleven, parts one and two. You'll get some good bits of it. I'd love them to do a Bleach Kai type thing like they do with Dragon Ball and take out the horrible filler. Yeah. But uh, this one's actually one of the ones with story relevant bits happening in it. Did a good guy and a formerly bad guy learn to drive? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not as good as Dragon then Ball I am in that. Disappointed. But Bleach has its own. It's got a cool style to it. If you did want to watch it from not seeing any Bleach, I'd say start at the beginning, because this will make no sense. But you get some great character moments from uh, characters that were introduced in the second arc for the uh, the squad captains, and uh, a lot of them were based off very uh, shoujo kind of stereotypes. There's a lot of pretty Bishouans for you. So if you like that sort of thing and you like a bit of action, I'd say it's if you're a fan of Bleach, it's a good one. If you've not seen any Bleach before, it's not the one to start on. Go and like watch it from the beginning to see what uh, what you think of it, I'd say. Hmm. Hmm. Very good. I just Googled a fraction, uh, and it means fraction. I was right. <laughs> yeah, well, the, num- the Espadas are numbers. No, the Espadas aren't numbers. The numerous uh, numbers. Well, the Espada, Espada means ten blades. Espand- Espada just means sword. Oh. Ah. There we yeah. go. Spanish. Now I care about something I don't know about something I don't care about. Yes, I know. Tune in next week for more Spanish lessons. <laughs> anyway, yes, Van uh, Gogh is the latest release from Masters of Cinema, and it is in 1991 uh, biopic, if you want to call it that, on the last 67 days of the life of Vincent Van Gogh. Clues in the title, really. Yeah. And uh, what I I mean, when you think about biographies, you think about this is a moment of somebody's life, and it's big and dramatic, and you know, yeah. and it's loud, and that's the sort of the Hollywood sense. And this is a much, it's European art cinema, so that, their interpretation of what a biography is is completely different. This is a much more subdued and laid-back film. It's using the sort of idea that he is a painter, he is a iconic painter to. It's very patient. Mm. If you haven't got the patience to, you know, make a piece of art and observe a piece of art, that's the sort of pace, the sort of very relaxed pace of this film. Yeah. So if you are not of that world, it's very, 
again, it's subdued. It's of a different world, this thing. And what I like about it, though, is it doesn't have those big trailer moments, like we say. And when you know a person, it's through the quiet. Yeah. And you get to know Vincent van Gogh. You get to know his relationships in his last 67 days, his state of mind, without ever referencing the fact that he is a big guy, a big person in the art world. It's much more subdued. It's much more relaxed. It's a fantastic transfer. But personally for me, it's a little bit too hard going. Yeah. There's an audience for all this sort of stuff. And if you like the sort of slower end of European cinema, it's for you. I'm not part of that end of European cinema. So, you know, it's not really for me. But there's people out there it's for. And if that's one of you, if you're one of those people, go for it. I say. And that's available on Masters of Cinema from uh, tomorrow. So would it appeal to people who like their art? Well, yes, because it is about such an uh, uh, what's the phrase, an iconic figure. Yeah. And it's much more personal than a Hollywood or any other country thing would be. Because it is French art yeah. cinema, and they're, they're very insular in their style. Yeah. So it is in that whole sort of art aesthetic. Okay, fantastic. Yes, and Doctor Who's not in it. No, no, he, no, he doesn't appear. There's no imaginary monsters. And either. take him to the future where he realises what a big artist he's become. That's not a lot. Anyway. Uh, oh, I, w- I watched more Shonen as well. Uh, I watched, like, probably, like, the uh, the archetype. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, it was Series 8. Yes. And uh, this was out uh, July this year. Um, it was out... The, sa- the exact same DVD was out in America four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had the Dragon Ball over here too, but... <laughs> but, um... Uh, it's, uh, the, the start of the Margin Boo saga, starting with, uh, it basically kicks the series back into gear after having some silly moments with Gohan in high school. It gets back into... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah. This is where wow. it gets back into being a fight anime, where, to start with, all of the characters... Everyone knows the series is getting stretched at this point, including the main cast that are in it. <laughs> Isn't this the point where it actually the series had finished in manga? And yeah. it's all filler. Toriyama was asked to continue it again. Okay, uh, that was it, was, it was done in a, as manga, but then it was... Uh, the Cell Saga was supposed to be the last one, yeah. but he was pushed to do the Majin Buu one. Well, technically the Freezer Saga was going to be the last one. I won't really. <laughs> so yeah. he was pushed uh, multiple times. And wow. this one, you can tell the stretch in it. Even the characters, when... Um, when a character appears, Sounds like telling them Google. the gravity of this situation, saying, this this new threat, he could destroy a planet. <laughs> the first one could. The, <laughs> yeah, the ago. rest of them look at him. <laughs> like, three of them have tried or done it successfully in the main cast, just going, yeah, yeah, destroying planets. That used to be my career. <laughs> yeah. I can destroy a planet when I charge up. So it's set, af- it's set after the cell, uh, the cell fights. Uh, cell games, yeah. Go- Gohan's grown up. He's now a teenager. He's in high school. He's doing daft things. This kicks off during the tournament where uh, Gohan co- uh, Goku comes back to Earth for one day to oh, participate yes, yes. in the tournament. This one day is going to last... Well, it lasts all of season eight and possibly <laughs> more. Well, this is Dragon Ball. Yeah, Namek will explode in five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah 12 that, episodes. That, that's yeah. their timekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'd hate to eat one of their boiled eggs. <laughs> it's a slow start. There's a lot of tra- transit scenes, a lot of e- exposition. You know, we're going towards the fight where the, the fight will happen. Sort of scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but once it gets into it, the margin for Jeter bit is definitely like the highlight of this arc. Yeah, it's excellent that fight. Because that that it's a good setup, and that's basically what people want to see out of Dragon Ball. Mm. It's a good fight between Goku and Vegeta, and the 
they contrive a way to make that happen, and then it's good. Yeah, yeah, like that's all anyone tunes in for. Like, yep. like the rest of, after Freeza Saga, it's like, will, will they fight again? And, will they uh, fight? <laughs> There's uh, there's a lot of comic relief from Go Goten and Trunks, and uh, this this series also contains the incredibly racist black guy. Oh, oh Mr. Yeah. Popo. No. No, no, no. no. He's one. in the tournament. His name is Killer. He shouts this as he throws a punch like a Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> His voice is completely un... un it sounds like a cross between Jive and Bill Cosby when he talks. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it's worse than... Mr. Oh, yeah. That's, that's quite impressive. Lips. That's quite impressive. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yes, yes. It's terrible. Oh, wow. yeah. As he punches, he shouts, Killer, which is his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he's confident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the series has got a little silly by this point. The Margin Vegeta fight is excellent, and I'd recommend for that. It's got both the uh, original Japanese music and the American music, which you can choose to listen to it. Japanese. American. The Japanese I found really aged it. Yeah, it's like a really old style of uh, of soundtrack on it. So I thought the American one actually made it feel a little it's bit also more contemporary. The dub as well. I think the dub I in Japanese English is better than Japanese. With well, Goku's voice acting. Yeah, Goku's voice. Yeah, Goku's voice can't deal yeah. with. I can't. Yeah. I can't deal with Goku's voice in the Japanese. I, I can't either. No, it's, it's horrible. It's oh, you do, you won't be able to play Jester's Victory until it's dubbed then. <laughs> No, it, it, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't it's too, do it. It's too squeaky. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a decent, it's a, it's a decent series, but you can tell it's been stretched by so the point. So it's completest Sony, really? I'd say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless yeah. you just want to watch the Margin Vegeta bit, and that's the good bit out of the series, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> da, yes, da, da, da. we have, we have some game reviews as well, starting with Pez. Pez FIFA we'll go with, yeah. sort of a compare-off. And uh, Pez is the story of when a small man de decided to go against the mighty empire. Yes. Only joking, it's football. Yes. They I kicked the ball in. on Fez for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked the ball in the net and stuff. And uh, this is the first point in the series when they have a new engine. It's the first time in a long time. It's the Fox engine, which yeah. is borrowed from uh, Kojima Studios, or whatever he calls his studio these days. And to that extent... It looks better than it ever has done. It plays better than it ever has done. Uh, which is a good thing, because it's always been... On PS3, it was always uh, Pez is the king and FIFA is the sort of... The up-and-comer. It wasn't quite hitting on it on its basis. And it swapped on this generation. And F Pez has always been playing catch-up. And the problems with this are problems of always being with Pez. Uh, for one, presentation is awful. Uh, the commentary is sees the commentators repeat the same phrases multiple times, even in the same match. So it oh. gets very annoying very quickly. Uh, there's the uh, team lack of licenses, but the good thing about that is Pez does have a community who do make the patches and do the strips and update everything. They're fantastic at that. It's not in the box, obviously, but the community does support that aspect of it. Mm. But the, problem, it, the big problem with me, though, is... The flaws in the gameplay have just not been removed. One is the referees. You can nudge one of the opposite team, you get a yellow card, but they'll absolutely clatter you down and nearly injure your player and you don't even get a free kick. It's just an inconsistency. I mean, I know it captures the anything can happen at any time, but when it's such an unfair advantage like that, and it's the same with the keepers, their keeper will save everything. Your keeper will let something in that shot straight at him. Yeah. And that is the problem. It's... 
Two steps forward, one back. But it's a good step forward for Pez, I think. All right, fantastic. Um, on the flip side, FIFA is definitely an improvement on 12 and 13. Um, in terms of gameplay, it's a lot smoother. The graphics are fantastic in it. Um, playing the games is an act- is an absolute joy if you are into your football games. It, it, it you know <clears throat> it's smooth as you like. The tricks are easy to pull off. Um, tactics work really well. The passing, uh, the movement, the off the ball movement of the other players on your team and on the opposing team, and we don't have the same problem with the keepers or with fouls that Pez does. Yeah, but it's when you go to career mode that you start running into issues now. FIFA traditionally has had like three different career modes: manager, player, manager, and player. They have removed the player manager. That's a very specific complaint. I like player manager. I pr- it's my preferred method of playing FIFA in career mode. Okay. The reason I like player manager is because I can make a player and I can use that player as the manager, so I have complete control of my player. The last thing I want is to make a player modelled on me, although a bit thinner and a bit young and a lot younger. Um, <laughs> and make him play football. And make him play football. Yeah. Nineteen. And basically, yeah. you know, live my, live my child. You know, live uh, live one of my childhood dreams of being like uh, a, a football star. Yeah. That's why people play FIFA because of the character creator. You can put yourself in the game. But because they removed the player manager, you could put your put yourself in the game in your favourite team and then you could take over as manager but you have to take over as a manager with a different name to your player or you could be like senior and he could be junior where you don't have any control over what happens to him outside of you know with stuff like contracts and stuff if the, if that player is you know if the computer if the program decides that player is going to leave that player is going to leave oh so that com- the the computer could decide to transfer you yeah, if basically you could offer new contracts, and if the if you as the player decide to refuse all the contracts, then you could end up leaving the club that you are supposed to be part of, and you're just kind of like, well, that's realistic. Yeah, that sucks. So the player, the player <laughs> manager aspect was, is kind it's of like a midpoint between. Yeah, it's realistic, but it also sucks when you've spent ages creating your character. Right to look like you. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, the other aspect of picky. it, though, that they've really <laughs> focused on, it, it's basically FIFA has started crossing the line between sports game and uh, between ent- sports entertainment and actual simulation, because now they've put a really big focus on scouting, especially the youth scouting network uh. and stuff like that. It's very, it's very drawn out and complex to get into it. I'm not going to go into it. But it is kind of moving into more championship manager territory when it comes to the management That's side a of things. Pity. Yeah. yeah. You know, you spend more time if you're playing manager, you spend more time managing your team. If you're playing as a player, you know, it's a lot more straightforward. But if you're playing as a manager, <clears throat> you spend more time managing your team than you do actually playing the games. It sounds like one of them uh, manager games that you used to get on the PS two that was all spreadsheets. Oh LMA. Yeah. LMA manager. I used to like them, yeah. Yeah, you get a I know a lot of lads that do. There's lots of information to go like My boyfriend's really into it, but I just look at it and go, that's not a game, it's spreadsheets. Yes. <laughs> I liked it. That's a part of the thing to stress there. It's weird, you know. Initially, I wasn't too happy about the pl- the lack of a player manager mode, but it's grown on me. There's a lot more depth to that game. And, you know, if you want to go on there and reinvent yourself as Beckham, then maybe you could. Anyway, uh, leave that 
as a, uh, you know, leave that to one side. That's just what I'm doing in my spare time. <sighs> but uh, uh, this gear, yes. this guy, yeah, this gear, whatever, call the whole thing off. Uh, D two, a better tomorrow. And uh, this one takes place after the events of number two. So returning are uh, Lahal, Etna, and Flown, the Fallen Angel. And now uh, Lahal is the uh, overlord of hell, or whatever this is supposed to be. It's just underworld, isn't it, really? Mm. I think they call it the netherworld, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's the one, netherworld, yeah. And uh, nobody accepts, accepts him as the overlord. Un- I'm getting the overlord of the underworld. I'm getting all mixed up. Overlord of the netherworld. <laughs> Don't accept him as the overlord because he is a punkish kid. Mm. He he's got no respect for anybody else. He just wants everybody to bow down and be underneath his sort of greatness, which is where a Christovsky group, which is his surname or his parents' surname. Yeah, that was his dad, who was the previous. Yeah, who wants somebody to be the overlord who is worthy, and so there's a sort of a. That aspect of the story, and the interesting thing about the disguise series is you've always played the bad guy, mm. which I I like really. And gameplay-wise, I think this guy is possibly one of the least accessible series around because it hasn't changed much. Mm. I'm not saying it hasn't changed at all, but it hasn't changed much. But uh, the thing I like about the gameplay is we talked about it a few weeks ago how uh, RPG that you played that was on the I think it was Soul Hackers. Yeah, it's old school. Yes. I mean, it's proper strategy RPG. You got to think about it. You can't just go bludgeoning in. It's not what RPGs have become now. It's not action games, but some sort of really hackneyed way where it becomes turn-based. But you're running around this, yeah, uh, platform all the time. It just doesn't really work. But yeah, I like the gameplay. It's not new, but all the little bits have been tightened up. There's more in-game sort of not in-level like, uh, character dynamics. Every little bit like the dark assembly works better yeah just lots of little bits have been fine-tuned and to that aspect sorry it's that same thing it's not accessible but if you know you like disc gear this is the best disc gear has ever been liking disc gear that's a good thing for me but it's a very small group of people it's a very very niche title oh, yeah, i like you know. the original title so really good so. yeah yeah it's still as good as it's ever been but it's just not going to get new people in yeah. At all, it's mm. one of those things. I thought, like, is the, is the voice acting as charming as it was, and that sort of Japanese? Yes, the Japanese voice acting still brilliant, and it still has that very sort of taking the mick out of itself sense yeah. of humour. And the American or English voice acting, it's everything that's wrong with Japanese you anime voice acting, not English voice acting. As you long know. as there's still Prinnies in it, Prinnies are awesome. You know, yes. Prinnies are still there, still you know keeping the game going. You know, awesome game. It's got its audience, and that's yeah. a very yeah. specific audience. Yes, uh, okay, last review for this section. Final Fantasy fourteen. and yes, I know the game has been out for a couple of weeks already. Um, it takes about a week to learn about the game, though. Um, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, is the remake and reintroduction uh, of the original and failed attempt, uh, Final Fantasy Um which had a lot of problems, as uh, as has been well documented. Infamous, that yes. Everyone knows, yeah. It's infamous. Square Enix <coughs> went back to the drawing board, and basically they've scrapped a lot of the stuff that was in Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy fourteen. This remake is actually... I actually am enjoying it a lot, a lot more than I expected. Um, it takes a lot to get me off Eve these days, mm. you know, to get, uh, for me to play another MMO, because I've played most of them, and they bored the hell out of me. 
Final Fantasy XIV has not bothered the hell out of me because it has certain things that are much stronger than I expected. Um, start off with a little bit of background, though. The whole game takes place on the continent of Eorzea, which a, couple, a few years ago, about five years ago, went through a great calamity. Bahamut woke up, started destroying stuff, then he was sealed again, yada, yada, yada. You take on the role of uh, a character that you have some uh, some some customization of, but not as much as you have with certain other games. You, know. you can make cat girls and everything. Yeah, but this is the thing: you don't have as much. You know, you don't have like the uh, the greatest freedom to adjust certain things. It's like you've got a certain set type of hairstyles, stuff like right. that. Um, but then you get into the game, you are in a city um, called Ulad or something like that, which looks remarkably like Rabinastra from Final Fantasy XII. And you go through the game finding that there's lots of familiar things. The intro theme is basically the, uh, the theme from Final Fantasy VII. When you go to sleep in a bed in a room, when you finally get access to the rooms, when you go to sleep in a bed, it plays the vic- it plays a slow lullaby version of the victory victory uh, mm-hmm. theme from Final Fantasy VII. You have a good memory. I remember that sort of stuff. There's all, well, there's loads of stuff like that. I mean, all the fam- all the familiar Final Fantasy themes are there. You know, you got the Mughals, you got uh, you know uh, uh, you got airships and all these things. The fact that it's called Final Fantasy again. And um, you can get chocobos to ride. Yeah, on, you actually. can get chocobos to ride on. There's, all those familiar things are there, but it's the inclusion of the job system which actually makes the game uh, really, really strong. Um, because the job system is something that you have access to at level 10, on whichever your first job is, you can then start swapping jobs, and you can go through loads of different missions on those jobs. It has a very strong single-player campaign. Now, that might seem weird to some who play, who play MMOs, but, I, but at the end of the day, if you get annoyed in an MMO with everyone else who's playing the MMO because they just won't leave you alone and you just want to play the MMO but not have anyone pestering you, most MMOs, you can't do that. It's kind of not the point, really. That's Exactly. Why. Which is why Final Fantasy XIV is very different. There is a really strong single-player campaign and you can just play that if you want. You know, you don't need to, you don't need, don't need to mix with other, well, other players. I have... I, I'm trying to balance both. So this is social gaming for antisocial people. I suppose if the game a little bit, yeah. <laughs> if the game don't work with one person, don't work with thousands. I suppose exactly that sort of policy. Thing is, it's got to have something to keep you coming back. And one thing that you're finding more and more these days is that MMOs, without that certain something to keep you coming back, fail. So whether or not your friends are online, you'll probably still yeah, enjoy you could what still enjoy playing the game with uh, whether your friends are online or not. If you've got if you're the only person in your guild online. You can just carry on doing the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's a bit odd in terms of MMOs. It's not like World of Warcraft or Eve or anything like that. But it is a, it is surprisingly fun. And if you are a fan of Final Fantasy, then there's going to be a lot of familiarity in this, and you probably will enjoy it. It sounds like the only kind of MMO I'd play because yeah. I, I really don't I, I don't online game. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, you got to say. Uh, no, it's not related to that. Are you finished Final Fantasy? Aye. Sum up Final Fantasy. Just got to plug some reviews on the website. I thought I did. Okay. Uh, so we've got some reviews we didn't have uh, time for yes. on the show. There is uh, Bring Me the Head of Machine Gun Woman, 
uh, on the website. And we've also got some rather nice uh, rain dance, ex- exclusive uh, rain dance content, which has been yes. embraced quite nicely. And there's some more of that coming up in the next few days. But uh, yes, until next time, that is the last of the review section. Yes. Hey, this is Veronica Taylor. And I'm Ash Ketchum. Geek Show, I choose you! We're talking exploitation. Thank you. <laughs> Cogitation and geriaction. No. Just enabling him, man. <laughs> See, that, that's the whole idea. Sounds like, like action might be involved. You know, it's a. Uh... I think it sounds dirty. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a type of German thing. I'm not finishing that sentence. Off. <laughs> oh, I think you should stop there. <laughs> it's a thing, and it probably is. So oh, yeah. Oh, don't, don't, but don't. Because uh, you remember when? I mean, back when old people started using the internet and they started calling them silver surfers. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to the uh, Geek Show, though. and this is the animation section. Yes. Quick wrap-up as well. Why are all the characters so rare in animation? Because One Piece has them all. Is it like Oda just went, uh, went round to all the other cartoons and kidnapped them or something? Yeah, like, and, and the other ones are all dead, so... No, Up. He doesn't have the guy from Up yet. Yeah, I think anyone he hasn't <laughs> but yeah, yes. all the others. Oda's got, Oda's got the rest. He's got to catch him all. No, no, no. Uh, he doesn't have Mr. Magoo either. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> How old's Jintoki? He's uh, Jintoki. No, uh, he's just got silver hair. No, no, he's 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 always made out to be past it, isn't he? He's like, about thirty. He's mid thirties. Yeah, reckon. he's always called like an old. No, you know what that is. The reason why they make him out to be past it is because of the trend in anime and manga for high schools. Well, he did fight in the previous war. Yeah. But yeah, that's always dependent on how long ago the previous war was. They never tell you. He's a mm. weird one. He likes his yeah. strawberry parfait. The previous parfait war was like a year ago. <laughs> chocolate parfait. <laughs> strawberry, wasn't it? He's definitely strawberry too old parfait. To be chocolate parfait. Pa- chocolate he's milk. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely too old to be reading Sean Jump. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very rare thing. I yeah. think it's even rarer in uh, Western, is it not? It's actually rarer in Western than it is Eastern, which is surprising because I thought Western cartoons would have more older characters but modern western cartoons it's a definite no it's sort of the father figure that seems to be what that older character has yeah. been reduced to or yeah. the mother figure you it know. depends on the cat. I mean because Futurama's just finished and they have quite a few yeah, but older characters you know you're talking I mean if you're talking in terms of the entirety of western cartoons oh well then yeah you've got The Simpsons Family Guy yeah Futurama, American Dad, American Dad. Oh, but you could be argued that they're about the middle-aged man. Yeah. The thing is, they're more about the family unit. They're about being um, youth, like uh, the middle-aged man acting like a t- like a teenager, frankly. So I guess, yeah, but yeah. Try, well, they're yeah. about the midlife crisis. They're about the the whole acting out thing because yeah. when you get to like, but you then sort you of like to see that. I would argue South Park has quite a lot of. South, yeah, it does. But it is about like. But they're Fine all adult cartoons. Yeah, but this is the thing. I mean, you a lot of them off. But you yeah, take something like Adventure Time. Yeah, I, I, Jake is twenty-seven. Jake, is twenty-seven. Yeah, Jake's twenty-seven. Because he doesn't look it. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that means he's what four years old, and uh, it's Th- very almost rare. four years he's old. A magical dog. He's a magical dog. He's a magical dog. It's very rare. There's any any other human characters than Finn. In and it. Princess yeah. Bubble comes like a thousand years old. So yeah, but how old is yeah. Finn? Avatar has a 13. few. Thirteen. Thirteen. And he lives by himself with his magical dog in a post-apocalyptic world. Who's his brother? 
Who's his brother? Adopted brother. Okay. That's a weird world. Um, in a post-apocalyptic world. Yep. Yep. I thought this was supposed to be for kids. This is just a bit. It's not. It's, it's all. If you read the um, like the background of the show, it's all the mythos. It's it's ah, stuff that okay. people have like. The thing is, uh, oh, it's, it's, look, yeah, it's yeah, not apparent to the kids. It's very. Yeah. It's very Zed for Zachariah right now. Yeah. Um, the whole. You know what I'm talking about. You yeah. read Zed for Zachariah. You know what I mean about when I relate yeah. to Adventure Time then. There was well, something called the Mushroom Wars that happened before... Okay. Yeah, like a thousand uh, years ago. So, <laughs> basically, they kind of allude to a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty full on. Uh, yeah. There's, like, in the opening <laughs> credits, there's fallen um, nuclear, like, like um, bombs, and there's waste from that, and Finn is the last human, and then there's the high so humans, which are all, all, like, mutated. All the crazy... It's all very... The crazy monsters and magic and stuff. That's all a thousand years of mutation. Yeah, it's supposed to be set after a nuclear holocaust when magic's returned to the world, and then when you zoom out onto the planet in in the land of Ooh, there's a big chunk missing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Trigon's got in there. Yeah. Um, It's starting to sound a lot like Omega Man as well. It's it's a very good series. I will recommend it to any adult that is listening. It is very good, and the mythos around it is very, very good. Do you know the weird thing? Avatar's Um, one. That's the last there, then. I was about to say... Oh, that's come back horror. recently, hasn't it? It's yeah, I'm, I'm actually watching it. It's, it's I really didn't like good. the first half of Korra because she was just kind of... Mm, yeah, yeah. To be honest, what was Ang like in the first series, you can't really judge it when it's got yeah, like three or four series That's wrong. what I mean, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying that the first few, first half of Korra was just kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the character. But I'm still going to keep watching it because I know it's going to get good. Yeah, um, I really, I've, I'm going to go as Eska to something. I, <laughs> I just thought of... Old character, main character, Western cartoon. Oh. One. Scrooge McDuck. Awesome dancer. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, He's the focus of the cartoon. All the stupid adventures because of his greed. And he his defies yeah. physics as well. That's another cool thing. in solid gold. The tick. Yes. <laughs> the tick. Mm, yeah. I, I, I was like six episodes that. though. But then you could all, uh, if you're going down the tick. It was like two series, I think. It was too expensive to maintain, so they cancelled it, didn't they? What? Uh, the tick. Um, yeah. The TV series was That's one just thing, you know, um, yeah. messed around by Fox, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was what um, uh, Patrick Warburton said. I love him as the tech in the TV. He's so funny. He's hilarious. Well, he voice. has the chin for it. Yeah, yeah and he has Space the Ghost. voice for it. Space Ghost, coast to coast. Oh, that was excellent. That was brilliant. But, but then the you've got Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. He's well, he's a robot, though, isn't he? Princess Celestia. Yeah, but the thing is... <laughs> Bob is definitely the main character um, and definitely yeah. like uh, a definitely an older character. He's got yeah. a- well, don't forget there was uh, in the original Transformers series there was uh, there was uh, Spike and his dad. Yeah. Mm. And his dad was definitely middle aged. Yeah. Uh, Pick of the geek. Favorite elderly characters in animation because we have some things to yes, look at the end. Of we the do. Show. Um, I'll, I'll, take I'll, I'll take the lead. Uh, the elderly king, uh, lead of the Earth country in Avatar. Boomy. Yes, King that's Boomy. the one, King Boomy. I've not seen him in a while. He's fantastic. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's funny as. <laughs> and just got to throw in the One Piece one, Garp, because he's... Oh, bri- Garp is Garp great. is brilliant. And uh, third, ooh, I don't know, somebody else go for something else. I'll pick I'm, something else. I'm out. thinking. I'm thinking um, the Ice King. Ice King? From okay. Adventure Time. I'm okay. going... I'm going to stick... I'm sticking to my guns on Scrooge McDuck. Oh, obviously. But I'm also <laughs> going to throw in uh, uh, Ishin Kurosaki, which is Ichigo's dad in Bleach. And he is a badass once he finally reveals what he is. Good answer, yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting one. Um, I'm going to go with the... First up, I'm going to go with the grandpa, the granddad from Mocker. 
Now, you guys have probably not heard of that, but the grandparent, the granddad plays a big <laughs> part. Moke is the Japanese word for, like, unexpected. No, no, I'm just saying, thought of a new one. So. Okay. Uh, Moke is the Japanese word for unexpected. It's about two sisters. Um, they, all, uh, they can both see and interact with spirits, but um, they end up having to go to live with their grandparents because their granddad is a priest, and he's trained in all these things, and he has to teach them how to protect themselves, but he's also a little bit cold with it. The reason for that becomes very clear at the end of the series why he's he he is the way he is with them and why he's hammering all this information into their heads. Um, but he is a very, very strong, very good character. Um, Can I pick a third one? Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Clover, there's a character called Jack Kong who oh, yes, is yes. 17 years old, but nobody believes for a second that he's not in his 40s. Oh, enough. don't forget Kenji as well. But uh, Jack <laughs> Kong's the better character, yeah. but Clover, very funny series. And it's not animated, but I'm going for it anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, and this is going to get hatred everywhere, but I'm a massive brony, so Princess Luna from My Little Pony. <laughs> the silence of everything. Like 3,000 years old, and they don't age. That's creepy. <laughs> like vampire girls. Like, seriously, they don't age. Like vampire girls in anime, where they appear to be Lolita, but I'm actually a 1,000 years old. Yeah. Convenient. Mm. 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 Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> In a vampire sense, it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> In the brony, I'm not quite sure what that is, but yeah. I might, uh, do you know? I'm going to go with Dungeon Master from the original Dungeons and Dragons cartoon because that guy was an absolute. Oh. He looks like Yoda. He, he, he's modelled on Yoda, but he's just kind of yes. Okay, here you go, kids. I'm going to drop you in this highly dangerous area filled with monsters. Fight your way out. Warrior, <laughs> mage, <laughs> Professor thief. Farnsworth. Yeah. I like him Good news, everyone. As. How old is he, actually? 160. Nobody knows. Oh, if you're going for Farnsworth, I'm going to have to go with Charles Montgomery Burns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He's 104, isn't he? Uh, or 81. Or, one episode, or he's old enough to the, have seen the Civil War. He, he's old yeah, enough to remember yeah. the Civil War. He's old enough to remember all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, I think it's in three episodes, it's 104, and in one episode, it's 81. Okay. <laughs> Mythology yeah, and so on. Exactly. Uh, Dave, well, have seen Burns, yeah. I think I've used them all up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just max, like, undone all of us with oh, Scrooge McDuck. Goku at the end of Dragon yeah. Ball Z. <laughs> no, he's a, what? Uh, at the very he end. He looks the same. I know, but he's still old. That was him. Master right. Roshi, though. Master we Roshi. do have some announcements. The first yes. one is that we have our... Second quiz, our first proper at Mink in Middlesbrough, which is uh, pretty much in the bang heart of town. If you're near the bus station, you'll be able to find it pretty easy. And it's our, the walkabout is. Our, uh, what's it called? The neighbor, friendly neighbourhood quiz. It's seven till nine at Mink, £3 per person. Yes. Loads of awesome prizes. Get yourself along. It'll be fun. Yes. And uh, maybe there'll be more in the future, but that's the date. Wednesday, not sorry, Tuesday, the 2nd of October. We're probably going to have a seven, raffle. As seven well. till nine. Get yourself there. It'll be yes. fantastic. Um, also, we've extended the date after many, 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 many requests. Um, people won't leave me alone about this. We've decided to extend the date for the local competition by another two weeks because apparently people didn't find that one month was enough time for them to design a logo. Draw. No more extensions. Yes, no more that. extensions. The new date is the 13th of October. I, we also added... Um, and loads of Diablo loads stuff, of Diablo stuff. Loads so very very quickly let's see if I can get this all in one breath 
total price package. This is the final Let's price do this, package. Just do Diablo. We haven't got the time for it. It's all right. I can do this quick. Okay. Uh, a set of Diablo items including Diablo 3 for the Xbox 360 or PS3, Diablo 2 for the PC, plus Lord of, Ex- Lord of Destruction expansion set, Diablo 3 Book of, Cl- Book of Cain, Diablo 3 Beasts of Sanctuary, Diablo 3 T-shirt and Keywing, a rare Diablo logo, uh, the cute Lord of Terror figure. That, those were only available at BlizzCon 2011. And the 15th year anniversary CD Music of Diablo from Blizzard Entertainment. Splinter Cell Blacklist from Ubisoft, for the PS3 from, U- from Ubisoft. Time and Eternity for the PS3 plus Eternal Devotion Artbook from NAS America. One Piece Uncut Collection 1 Oblivion Island. Um, Welcome to the Space Show. Helsing Ultimate Volumes 5 to 8 from Manga Entertainment. Kids on the Slope from uh, MVM Entertainment. One Piece Soul King and Chopper Money Bank from Tucky. Uh, goodie bag containing all sorts of stuff from Super Games World. Two Sega Prize Orino Mortal figures from Animes. A Revix CD from uh, Vic Mignona plus a signed slapper lovely bracelet uh, signed copy of The Secret of or- Origins of Goat by Sonny Strait from his We Shadows series signed copies of Cinder and Scallop by, by Marissa Meyer signed first issue of Claws and Rain by Helen Drafoki um, a pair of steampunk earrings from the VS, VS Emporium, Emporium a light blue Dynasty Warriors 8 t-shirt a Deadpool t-shirt signed Tales of Grace's poster with Nino Kuni on the rear side and two Latin rings blue and purple and a cuddly toy there is no cuddly toy I know it was a joke <laughs> That was disappointingly slow, Rob. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think all the oxygen's just gone from Rob's brain reading like that list out. Buttload of stuff. It's the it's the Diablo three stuff kind of pushed it over the edge. Mm. We have but a big big box to put it on in as well. <laughs> yes, um, this competition <laughs> is open to everybody in the world. By the way, you will. Uh, so we will deliver outside the UK. Just so you're aware. Excellent. Yes. Nice anyway, quiz on Tuesday and. An extra two weeks on the uh, on the poster. No, no, yes. the logo. Sorry, um, we have been the Geek Show. I'm out of breath. We'll see you all next week. Yes, I need to catch my breath and have a drink. Bye bye. Bye bye. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.